The Weekend Legends Catch-Up Podcast can be heard anytime. You can even listen when you're enjoying life's most satisfying clean this weekend. And for that, you'll need a Karcher pressure washer. Whoa! That feels good. Karcher, life's most satisfying clean. So what do you got cooking this weekend, huh? Put your head between your legs in the brace position and get ready for another week of bats hitting balls. Balls through nets and off rackets with coaches blowing up and referees entering the witness protection program. Sit back, relax and enjoy what Triple M modestly calls the Weekend Legends. Good morning and it's great to be with you. Andrew Rose, the third day of the Pakistan-Australia cricket test is underway. Wait, are you talking to me? Sorry, I was watching the cricket. Yeah. So far, no wickets, no runs. Oh, yeah. Now, Rose, overnight, a proposal put forward by the NRL Competition Committee that next year in Golden Point, if the team loses, it gets one competition point on the table. How are you uh, feeling about well, that? Well, that, well, that should be... I mean, we've talked about this before. I think that's the preferred way to do it, personally. I'd be a huge fan because I hate Golden Point. I'd like to see my Tigers, who always lose yeah, in Golden Point, get something. Yeah, it's because your team sucks at Golden Point. Now, in the NRL, normally relocation talk is about relocating clubs, but this week it's about the relocation of fans. Mm. ANZ has come out with its proposal for the refurb, and, of course, Shark Park is on the move, and we're going to have a look at what this means for dogs, rabbits, and sharks fans. Should be interesting. There's been a bizarre twist in the Sun Yang anti-doping swimming investigation. Yes, we're also uh, going to look as well. We're going to do our What Did I Miss segment that we normally do. As well, you might have missed a lot of the rock bands that have cancelled this year. We're going to talk about why all these rock bands are cancelling Australian tours. We've also got a family pass for the Valvoline Raceway, the ultimate pink night where women of all ages get general admission for a gold coin donation. Nice. That's on November 30. So we'll give a family pass away to that. But we also have your newest round of NRL rumours, which includes Cam Smith playing halfback, right? Why not? We'll tell, we'll tell you about it next. It's the Weekend <laughs> Legends on Triple M. It's a show on the weekend, and these guys are legends. So naming the show was a no-brainer. Triple M's Ghost Mutt. Oh, no, I mean... Sorry, what is it? Weekend Legends. Yes, you're back with Chris and Rose on Triple M. And with no gameplay in rugby league, we're captivated all by the off-season rumours. And there's just one that stands out, Chris. There certainly is. Just one. one. (laughs) We were talking in the previous hour about all the soap opera around Latrell Mitchell and Valentine Holmes and where they might land next year. I'm 100% in on that Latrell Mitchell Bachelor show. I'm really, I'm down for it. It's been argued at times that Latrell is the greatest centre in the game and Valentine the greatest winger. So, of course, they both want to play fullback. And in one of the more unusual rumours that came out during the week, uh, the speculation was that Cameron Smith was going to re-sign for the Storm and play halfback rows. Yeah, I mean, well, well, don't, well, well, so you'd have Smith and Munster in the halves. Yeah, so here was the thinking, and it kind of made sense. You know, he's moving towards the twilight phase of his career. No, he's got another 10 in him. And he's been averaging 39 tackles a game, so at halfback he reduces defensive load. Okay. Brandon Smith would be the starting hooker. Now, he's the Kiwis' starting hooker. Okay, that makes sense. Best player against Tonga earlier in the year. And you sort of say, it's typical Cameron Smith keeping the best Kiwi player out of first grade. <laughs> He'd partner Munster in the halves. Pappenhausen would stay at fullback and Jerome Hughes would move to the yeah, centres. This is the thing about the Storm, dude. No matter which way you stack them... They're still just a scary, scary rugby league. Oh, no, they're bloody good. Yeah. <laughs> and here's the other reason why it made sense. Joey Johns loved the idea. And oh. if it's good enough for Joey, <laughs> the eighth immortal, it's good enough for me. Now, unfortunately, the case against has been confirmed. Coach Craig Bellamy says Cameron's too valuable to be mucking around with this sort of idea. You know, this is a weird thing for us to talk about because we are in sports media, right? We do a sports radio show, but there is definitely times where the sports media will go, it's 100% confirmed. Cam Smith is playing halfback, blah, 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 blah. And then a day later, 
Bellamy comes out and goes, no, no, he isn't. We never said that. Are you suggesting the media create stories <laughs> for content, Rose? <laughs> that they'll make things up? Listen, you know, maybe. I don't know. I, th- I think there's maybe some people that lean into some stories a little bit earlier than they should, maybe. Cam, of course, himself has confirmed that he is playing for the Storm in 2020. He came out with a tweet saying, feeling refreshed and excited about uh, season 2020. He better not play halfback. Then I'll just look stupid for everything I just said. (laughs) (laughs) He then went on to go, contrary to reports, dot, 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 switching to halfback won't be happening. Hashtag silly season. And that's pretty much as animated as Cam gets, I think. Hashtag silly season. What are you, 80? (laughs) But this idea that the media makes up things just to create content is not true. But we can reveal exclusively that uh, Cameron's mate Cooper Cronk got involved in the halfback discussion this week. Okay, yeah, yeah. He sent him a package. It was delivered to Cameron by his personal butler. I think let's call him Jarvis, right? <laughs> and being Cooper, it's organised in multimedia. There were USBs, Blu-rays, <laughs> spreadsheets. Your package, sir. He's already got a module, <laughs> what I've learned since I've been a coach at GWS Giants. Oh, yeah. It'd come with a projector in the box. <laughs> Lots of uh, highlights of Cooper and his halfback plays and, of course, how to play with one arm. Hi. I'm Cooper Cronk. And, and because Cooper is cutting edge and he, he, he really liked the idea of Cameron playing halfback, there were two holograms in the package. Oh, yeah. The first one was Princess Leah going, help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> help me, Cam, you're our only hope. Which was a mistake. But the other one was, of course, Sydney Roosters chairman Nick Pilata saying, Cameron, come play halfback for the Roosters in 2020. Offer. He couldn't refuse. Next week, we'll bring you more compelling rumours from the greatest game of all. But next, let's get into the Sun Yang trial and how it couldn't, oh, yes, get, let's. couldn't get any more of a joke than it already is. And we'll tell you about it next. It's the Weekend Legends here on Triple M. Kicking you right in the weekend. Triple M's Weekend Legends. With Chris and Rose, and just an update from the cricket, it's 3.22 for one. They've been out for about 15 minutes or so. Lachlan, it's one for 3.22. You're right. It's the English way. You're right. (laughs) You're back with Chris and Rose on the Weekend Legends, and Sun Yang's doping trial is underway, and these trials are supposed to be taken seriously, and guys... Why aren't you taking it seriously? (laughs) Well, firstly, we don't take anything seriously. But if you want a serious statement, drugs are bad in sport and no one should do them and you should be punished for it. Incidentally, Rose, if the commercial radio anti-doping testing team arrive right now, how would you go? I wouldn't. I'd be done immediately. I'd be (laughs) face down on the ground, hands on the head. But seriously, though, just just for those listening at home that want to know a little bit more about this, who is Song Yang? So he's a Chinese swimmer. He's an Olympic and world champion for those distances that they call middle distance, like 400 metres, 800 metres. Why do swimmers always want to cheat? I don't get it. Just swim. And he was tested out of competition by FINA, which is the swimming association, mm. and uh, he challenged the test results and FINA exonerated him. And it's now been challenged by the World Anti-Doping Authority, or WADA. Okay. Like WADA. WADA. At the Court of Arbitration of Sport in Switzerland, which is just a fun visit, let me oh, tell you. Oh, they have a hell of a tour there. They broadcast it live, and we're saying they should be doing that with all the rugby league judiciary hearings. That'd be so entertaining. Uh, any, any kind of judiciary hearing about discipline should be live. I agree. So let me tell you the serious bit. WADA is seeking an eight-year ban for Sun Yang for attempting to stop the testing officials leaving with his blood sample. Wow. I've got to tell you, that's a bit late, dude. (laughs) They've got your blood in their hands. Probably a late, kind of late to be deflecting, I think. They had an 11-hour hearing last weekend. Uh, Sun Yang said he is, uh, apart from defending himself, he's doing this for all the swimmers. Well, the swimmers have spoken back like Kate Campbell from Australia and said, you don't represent me, bud. (laughs) But essentially, he's challenging the adequacy of the requisite documentation of the team. Now, do you know what makes up an anti-doping team? No. There's the doping control official. 
the nurse who takes the samples. Okay. And then there's a chaperone. What's the chaperone for? The chaperone is the person who watches what goes on. So you don't make out in the car on the way to the school dance. Right. What's the problem? So none of the three appeared at the hearing, but supposedly they provided statements. And the Chinese state media, Zhuinghua, mm. has got hold of the chaperone's statement. Okay. Turns out the chaperone's a builder. <laughs> Well, do you have to? Well, what do you need to be to be a chaperone? No qualification required. <laughs> this could be a job for you. So you it's not even like a priest. You know, and, you know, you know. and this is the quote from the statement, allegedly. I know nothing. I knew nothing about the doping test and nothing about my role that night. I just came to help my middle school classmate at her request. <laughs> this is a job for me. I am a builder. <laughs> I am a builder, and I am always busy at work, day and night. No one ever trained me about the doping test. And I build things. And it is unnecessary for me to undertake such training. Okay, cool. Okay. Now, what's agreed is that he took photos and videos of Sun Yang almost like a fanboy, and that's not appropriate. Oh, the builder did? Yeah. Oh, well, and, that's a bit inappropriate. And that was why Fina exonerated him, and that's being challenged. And okay. There are no doubt that there are responsibilities, protocols, and behavioral guidelines, but it's unclear. Now, Sun Yang has spoken out about this, and he says, I would like to thank the urine inspector, which is the chaperone, another name for it, for being honest and brave. He stood up and admitted to taking pictures of me that night. He also admitted that no one had ever taught him how to do a doping test and had never gone through relevant training. Do you reckon the builder leans over to Sun Yang and say, listen, can you just call me a chaperone? I don't really like the urine tester name. It's it's not as cool. Anyway, the verdict may be as uh, late as next year, so watch this space. But I'm telling you, Rose, urine chaperone... (laughs) It's got your name written all over yeah, it's it. It's my future. Don't you need to be able to drive to be a chaperone? <laughs> well, that's a very good point, Lachlan, yes. Uh, hopefully there's a bit more professionalism in this trial going forward, and if not, we'll bring you more laughs from the doping circus next week. But <laughs> next, the Sharks have had a special day for their 2020 season ticket holders, but we have to ask, are you serious? We'll tell you what happened next. It's the Weekend Legends here on Triple M. On the weekend, there are two types of people. Those that listen to Triple M and those that don't. These are their stories. What? Weekend Legends. Back with Chris and Rose on Triple M. And relocation isn't just about teams or clubs. We have fans being relocated too, Chris. They certainly are, Lachlan. It reminds me of that scene out of War of the Worlds with Tom Cruise with, you know, huddled masses being put on mass ferries as they're trying to get away from things. Where do we go? Where are the... Where where do all those thousands and thousands of Bulldogs and South fans go now that they're refurbing ANZ Stadium next year, Rose? Yeah, it's going to be... It's going to be a little scary, but... You know, the big one, let's start with the big one, ANZ Stadium yep. is, is going to get refurbished. So when does it actually close down? So they sent out an information pack to members this week, which was very interesting. I.e., you got sent an information Correct. pack because you're a member. Yeah. 30th of June, on or around the 30th of June. Okay, so it's the middle of next year. Yeah, and okay. so they confirmed the following things. It's 810 million bucks. They confirmed how much they're wow. going to spend. That's almost how much they're spending for Val Holmes. There will be seven Rabbitohs games and five Bulldogs games before the stadium closes. Okay, good. And there'll be a blockbuster between those two clubs on the 27th of June. Get your bottles ready. 100%. -hmm. State of Origin 2, 21st of June. So they're going to squeeze that in as well. Oh, okay. That's, okay. So they're going to, so we will get Origin at ANZ. That's good. Yeah. Good. Souths and Dogs fans are off to Bankwest Stadium for the balance of the year and probably 2021 and beyond. I'm fine with that. I really like Bankwest. And I'm, the grand final is the SCG, and I'm assuming the Origin will be the SCG as I well. I do not like the idea of the grand final at the SCG. The new stadium sounds schmick. To unless, use. unless you two play in the... <laughs> that's right. You might be able to see them. At least... 
that it's going to be Schmick the new stadium, if I can use that ex- description. It's going to be rectangular, all weather, upgraded all over the place, information, communications, lighting, facilities, etc. Am et I hearing a closable roof as well? Or? Yeah, I'm not so sure about that. I think it's just a, a narrower gap. Okay, so, so less the field will still be exposed. Okay. Hold 70,000, but it will be adaptable. Small, medium, and large modes. Okay, so the, the, the stands So the Bulldogs and... play? Small mode. Okay, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> And it will be the home of the NRL Grand Final and Origin Games for the next 25 years, Bledisloe, Socceroos, Matildas. Great, I'm fine with all that. I'm fine with all that. Now, Allianz Stadium, Sydney Football Stadium. By I, the way, it's reverted to Stadium Australia. ANZ is it? So, okay, cool. Yep. I get that. Well, ANZ is yeah. Stadium Australia, right? right. I, I miss the Sydney Football Stadium, man. I really do. So they haven't started building it yet, which occurs. We were talking before about the chaperone and the Sun Yang doping test being a builder. Yeah. Come over here, son. Mate, what are you doing? <laughs> you don't need to work with we anymore. You can come over and help us build. But every time I walk past that empty ground, it drives me crazy that no one's building anything. Do something. It's tough for Roosters fans because they can't really get a sense of what it's going to be like in the new stadium. There's, so you, you have to Roosters go, fans? Yeah. Well, you have to go on the website and they have a, an artist rendition. It's like a computer simulation <laughs> of what it'll be like at yeah. a Roosters game. So like a drone flyby yeah. with a packed stadium yeah, yeah. full of Roosters fans. So it's clear fantasy. It's, it's right? not real. <laughs> But this week, there was a very interesting innovation for Sharks fans who are being located to Netstrata Cogra Jubilee. Yeah, so they're going to spend some time away from the swamp, right? So they were invited down to Cogra to sit in their seat for next season. There was a big Sharks logo on the scoreboard, and Ben Ross from the Sharks was showing people to their seats. Hang on. So let me get this straight. You, You head down to Jubilee. They go, hello, welcome, member. This is where you sit. This is your seat. And you sit in the seat. Yep. Then what happens? You look around. Yeah. Do you like this, by the way, Lachlan, as a, as a Dragons fan, having Sharks people in your seats? As long as there's disinfectant everywhere, <laughs> I'm fine with it. Now, you laugh, Rose, but... we doesn't make any sense. But Weekend Legends Lynn contacted me and said it was fantastic. It's better than looking on a map. She said you could look around... And you could see where others were seated, Ugh. which I think gives you a chance to move if you're near someone. Yeah, excuse like. me, I'm not comfortable here. <laughs> and she also confirmed that she will be sitting very near ScoMo next year, which would be another chance to ask, can I be moved, please? Right, right, right. Yeah, within yelling distance, which is always a good thing. That is a weird incentive. I don't get it. I want the dogs to do it. <laughs> next, we're talking bands cancelling tours and unhappy fans. It's the Weekend Legends here on Triple M. Now we're back with Triple M's Weekend Legends. The Legends. Conditions apply. See in store for details. This show may have a laxative effect. Yes, you're back with Chris and Rose on Triple M. And there's been a lot of music news this week with you 2 playing last night. Kiss was supposed to be playing the Newcastle Supercars. I love the opportunity to talk supercars, Lachlan. I thought you were about to say music. <laughs> no. <laughs> Tomorrow, 4.15pm, the Newcastle 500. Now, Scotty McLaughlin has the driver's title sewn up, Rose, mm-hmm. in his Ford Mustang, but the team's championship was still up for grabs. Yep. DJR Team Penske with McLaughlin and Fabian Coulthard lead by 116 points over Triple Eight. You've lost me. Shane Van Gisman and Jamie Winkup for Holden. And there's been all this sniping about the legality of the Mustang, and it was all getting really exciting, but what we were really excited about was there was going to be a concert involving the Screaming Jets, Newcastle's own, and Kiss. Yeah, look, something that goes hand-in-hand here at Triple M and something that we love is sport and music, and that would have been a perfect combination of the two. But this seems to be a theme this year, I've noticed quite uh, regularly, with rock bands. Now, you used to the old joke used to be hip-hop acts. Whenever you book a hip-hop act in Australia, chances are it's not going to make it. Here. Yeah, right, the entourage. Yeah, yeah, there Problems. you go. Know. I'm guessing Snoop Dogg's going to not make it over the border. So that's yeah. usually how, yeah. So that's how you'd usually think. But now it seems to be the rock bands because this year's been a bit of an interesting run of uh, you know cancellation. So 
the big one that we started with was Metallica. Yeah, the that Metall- was huge, wasn't it? The Metallica Slipknot concert was uh, huge for both fans of both bands. It would have been a massive, massive concert. The size of something like the U2 concert that's going over this weekend at the SCG. That was a, a, a devastating result. And now KISS have cancelled their Australian tour on what is, apparently, their farewell tour. Now... The first farewell tour you and I saw was in 2001. 2001. So Say goodbye to them. Wrap them up. I think John Farnham supported them. It I was cried. beautiful. I cried. I was like, we'll never have this moment again. I think I've seen them three times since then. Oh, more I think, than that. At least. So, well, you know, we're obsessed Kiss fans here at the Weekend Legends. And it, it, it does scare us a little bit that this cancellation might mean that we never get to see Kiss again. I hope you're not worried about Queen and Adam Lambert next year as well, because that would be a shame if that one went no, that would be the next one to go, wouldn't it? Yeah, but what you've got wrong here is that you're saying that Kiss didn't come out here on their end of the road tour. Didn't they? They did. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying, though. No, no, they they came out. They've done the tour just last week. They cancelled their shows, didn't they? No, man, they played in Port Lincoln, South Australia. Oh, yeah, that's right. There was an Airbnb promotion... (laughs) Eight fans got the opportunity to see the three members of Kiss because Paul Stanley, the lead vocalist guitarist, is unwell. That's why they cancelled. He's got a, a really bad uh, sickness that's stopping him from singing, essentially. So Gene Simmons, Eric Singer, and Tommy Thayer, Tommy Thayer, it's hard to say, played on the back of a glass-bottomed boat. The idea being that the vibrations of the band were going to attract sharks, and sure. so it was a shark-watching expedition. That's the strangest plan I've ever heard. It's a glass-bottom boat. Even the fish at the bottom are going, where's Paul Stanley? What's going on here? This is... <laughs> and, and i tell you why it didn't work. Okay, why didn't it work? Song selection. Uh, right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they played Calling Dr. Love. Now, they should have been saying Calling Great White Shark. Uh, you know, no, that no, would have no. been a better song. No, no, no. You're not, they're not changing their lyrics for one boat concert where their lead singer's not even there. How many people were watching? Ten? Uh, they played rock and roll all night, and it was during the daytime. That was a mistake. <laughs> but most importantly, they played I Love It Loud, and clearly the sharks don't love it no, loud. No sharks? But how sad will it be, Rose, if that is Kiss's final tribute? They started over at the Sydney Showground, next door to where U2 is playing tonight. They can't do this to In us. 1980. They cannot. The Dynasty Tour, and they finish out on a glass-bottom boat no, off the coast of South Australia. It's not happening. They still have plenty of a world tour left. I believe that KISS will reschedule their concerts, come back to Australia, and give us at least one more chance for the fourth time to farewell them from the music industry. And also, I hope Metallica and Slipknot come back as well. Their final words were, you wanted the best, you got the best, the hottest band in the great Australian box. <laughs> Three out of four ain't bad. Next, we'll bring you all that you had missed this week and which Aussie celebrity was filmed doing guest vocals for a hardcore band. Ooh. We'll tell you next. It's the weekend legends here on triple m sit back relax and let these guys do the thinking well at least talking triple m's weekend legends with chris and rose and we're almost done for your saturday yeah it's almost time for us to go but the cricket's only just gotten started day three of the test australia one for 346 warner on 154 and labashang what's he on chris I have no idea, Rose. 86, you're in the way of the TV. <laughs> but Warner has only scored three runs in 50 minutes. He's digging in for a triple century. It's just going to take him four days, though. Meanwhile, Labashane has come out this morning going the tonk. He's on his way to the ton. I think he'll make it. I think Warner will make 200. I also want to see this 16-year-old get a wicket because he got one yesterday and it was disallowed because his foot was over the line. No ball. We'll be watching the cricket today, as should you, but we love all obscure sports stories that come up every week, which is why we do this. Wait, what? What did I miss? Just quickly, Chris, Yoda's appeared in the cricket. 
crowd at the at test match. It's uh, good to see Yoda out and about at the cricket. This whole bunch of people dressed up as Star Wars character Rose, like they like have a really original idea. I know, I'll dress up at the cricket. He it's like been he, done. He can't handle his booze, Yoda. It's known fact. The Kangaroos are no longer the number one rugby league team in the world, Rose. You might have missed this. We've been passed by New Zealand. This is because we're not playing many games. Only four games since our 2017 World Cup win, and two of them have been losses. Yeah, MG on the rush hour this week had a big rant about it, about how New Zealand uh, are above us in the ratings. He, he thinks Tonga should be number one. I don't necessarily disagree with him. Ben Simmons in the basketball this week did something unthinkable in the NBA. He hit a three-pointer. Nilakina, a below-average three-point shooter. There's Simmons! Yes! He did it! Ben Simmons! Hold me back, Ben! Maybe now they'll finally leave him alone after that. He hits the three, his first in his NBA career. The gentlemen, here's history. I know what you're thinking. How could a professional basketball player be cheered so much for doing something so basic as a three? But you should have seen how bad he was at threes before this year. National holiday in Philadelphia. John Howard came out this week and said his greatest regret was being convinced by the Pakistan army to bowl when he visited the country after the earthquake in 2005. Well, I should never have bowled. He was at the Bradman Foundation dinner and he was presented with the actual ball by Sergeant Michael Gunn, who, and we broke this story two weeks ago, Rose, had taped the ball and he said, I may or may not have used too much tape. I do not believe the Prime Minister has been exonerated for ball tampering. John Howard was so offended he tried to throw the ball out the window, missed the window. That's a real shame. Uh, We have a new rock icon in this country, Sean McCullough. One of the funniest men to ever come out of this country joined Pure Instinct, the Melbourne hardcore band, this week. Oh, there he is. I want to see a sh- I-, I think Sean McAuliffe with a with a hardcore band is the new NRL halftime show. Well, talk about innovation in NRL. Channel Line's come up with a lot of innovations, including Paul Gallen next season. <laughs> That's been the Weekend Legends for your Saturday morning. Enjoy the cricket and enjoy your Saturday and Sunday. We'll see you next week. Bye. The Weekend Legends catch-up podcast can be heard anytime. You can even listen when you're enjoying life's most satisfying clean this weekend. And for that, you'll need a Karcher pressure washer. Whoa! That feels good. Karcher, life's most satisfying clean. The Weekend Legends on Triple M.